This episode of the Oz Movie Geek podcast is sponsored by Kix. Kix is an online film and television retailer specializing in the latest Sony, Universal, and Paramount films and television shows. You can use the exclusive code OZGEEK15 to receive 15% off your order. Thank you to the wonderful team at Kix. Now to the review. Hello and welcome to the latest episode in the Oz Movie Geek podcast. I'm your host, Pado. Today I will be doing a review for Idris Elba's latest film, Beast, which is currently in cinemas and is quite good. Uh, I was surprised that I actually liked this one. Uh, The trailer didn't really do it for me and if you've seen those movie posters, I'll tell you what, they're up there with the worst ones of the year. Um, Just really, really poor designs and... It felt like this was a movie that maybe uh, Universal didn't really want to release, but because it had Idris attached to it, people are like, you know what, I really want to see this guy on the big screen. Um, And the premise of the film also might deter a few people. It's a pretty violent uh, film that does detail a lot of injury, Um, and sometimes a lot of those injury um, details can be really off-putting for a lot of people, and I completely understand why. Uh, But... For me, I was looking forward to being able to check out uh, a film on the big screen again. Um, I guess at this time of year, which is a whole other conversation, but studios do tend to lean away from these big studio releases. And in the last couple of months, um, I'd say the end of August um, and even looking into September, we don't have a lot to look forward to. Uh, there's a lot of um, good films still being released, but in terms of big blockbuster entertainment to draw those big crowds, there really isn't a lot going on at the moment. Um, I was a bit disappointed to find that Nope only lasted two weeks here in uh, regional New South Wales, um, considering the film has had quite a big showing over in the States. But at the same time, I do understand... Um, I guess it doesn't have that mass appeal that a few others have. And I think that, I don't know, I I think that uh, given it time, it will do better, especially on digital and uh, Blu-ray and DVD 4K when it is released later in November. But uh, getting back to Beast, um, like I said, the trailers didn't really do it for me. The poster looked pretty average, but I wanted to go back to the big screen to see something and this is what was out. And I ended up having a really... Really good time. It was a tense film. Uh, it's really well shot. Uh, and Idris and Shatlo Copley are both fantastic. I thought both performances from those two leads were really, really good here. And overall, I thought, yeah, it was a quite an entertaining film. So here I am back again three weeks in a row. Um, so that's really good. So, yeah, let's get stuck into this one. So take it away, trailer. Hey. Look out the window. Welcome to Mopani, guys. I can see clearly now the rain is gone. Thank you so much for having us. This is my chance to reconnect with the girls. I can see all of Did mom shoot some of these? This little bump right here? That's you. I still miss her every day. Gone on the dark clouds that had me blind. It's gonna be a bright. What's that? There's something crossing up ahead. Keep the girls in the car. Stay in the 
car. It's okay, just stay in the car. What happened? Diabolo? Okay, what's he saying? Diabolo means devil. I've never seen anything like this. Multiple attacks without eating his prey. Lions don't do that. At least no lion I've ever seen. Shh. Go back to the calls. Dad, Dad please! Shouldn't be out here. What are you doing? Stop! I've got to get my girls out of here. I need you to trust me right now. I'm coming back. Don't move, okay? So Beast was directed by Balistar Kamaku, and I'm really sorry if I said that name wrong, um, but he is a, a great filmmaker uh, who has made films such as Two Guns and most recently Adrift, which was a film that I quite enjoyed. Uh, the film stars Idris Elba and uh, Shatlo Copley and uh, Leah Jeffries and um, Ayana Harley, um, who play both of uh, Idris's daughters. Um, the film follows a father and his two teenage daughters uh, as they find themselves hunted by a massive rogue lion intent on proving that the Savannah has but one apex predator. Uh, so essentially we open uh, the film with this uh, really good-looking shot. It's all one take of these poachers who take down a pride of lions, uh, but one lion does survive, the, the um, I guess, the, the head of the pack um, and yeah, or the head of the pride. Um, and, yeah, he is on an vengeful path, uh, essentially taking out people um, going through and realizing, hey, man is the enemy here, and I'm going to take down everyone uh, and everything. Uh, so this is a really brutal film um, with the the title, I guess, having multiple meanings. I guess you can take it as uh, beast referring to human uh, kind as well. But yeah, really interesting film. Like I said, it didn't have anything going for it in terms of its marketing, and I think that's reflected in its poor box office. Uh, the film off like a 60 to $80 million budget. It's only pulled in $20 million worldwide at the moment. Um, but in terms of, I guess, the, the the way it's shot, like he does such a good job here um, at Ballister. I, I really love these long takes, and the film's filled with them. Uh, the film feels like it's composed of maybe eight long takes in total, um, with CGI enhancement, of course, uh, with some scenes, uh, especially considering a majority of the external uh, shots were shot on location, from what I understand, with only uh, very few, uh, mainly the third act, all being shot on uh, a green screen. 
Um, but yeah, from what I can see here from uh, shooting locations, um, the film uh, was shot um, outside, which is really cool. Um, whether or not it was shot in Africa, I can't seem to find that in the trivia. Um, whether or not that's that's true, I'm not, not entirely sure, but... Um, the fact that it was actually shot outside and the whole film didn't take place on a green screen was quite refreshing because, as you guys know, um, with the big studio films of late, especially the Marvel franchise, a lot of the film's external shots and exteriors are all on uh, a soundstage. They look very fake and uh, is quite a frustration of mine. I'm a fan of when a film is able to... Uh, yeah, utilize location. I know it's more expensive and there's definite reasons, especially with COVID as well, um, and definite benefits of actually shooting uh, interior shots or exterior shots, sorry, on an interior um, soundstage. Completely understand, but I, I just feel that the film benefits when it is shot outside, uh, just looks better. Um, cinematography here is really gorgeous. Uh, cinematographer... Uh, that worked on the film. I'm just going to pull up his name here. Um, But yeah, it's just the whole film just looks really, really good. So there was two cinematographers here. We had um, Philip Rosalot, um, who uh, has been the director of photography of films such as, uh, I guess recently, we've got Without Remorse, uh, Crimes of Grindelwald, uh, the first Fantastic Beast film, The Nice Guys, Beautiful Creatures, the two Sherlock Holmes films, Really good um, director of photography. Uh, then we also have Ballastar Brecky Semper, uh, um, who was the uh, cinematographer of uh, Only Beast so far, an upcoming um, film called My Promised Land. Um, but yeah, he was really, really good as well. I, I just appreciate, like I said, these longer takes. They're really hard to construct, but if you can pull them off, they look really good. Uh, the CGI use um, as well was quite good, surprisingly. Uh, you can still tell that the animals aren't real, but their movements are fairly good here, and a lot of the time the animals are shown uh, either in shadow or at night time without the full-blown lighting um, to make it look fake. I just thought it was used really well, and that's something I've had uh, frustrations with in the past, and I just thought that the way that they did it here was really, really good, um, and, and it did look fantastic. Um, but, yeah, this was a really, really entertaining film. I, I like that the opening sequences were quite brutal as well it did showcase just the, the anger in this line um and i guess you kind of side with the line as well because you understand you know his whole family's been been wiped out and i guess he's not really painted as a villain as such um but i mean we are siding with the line um for most uh you know for, for, for majority of the start of the film but as soon as it starts attacking idris and his family um, we sort of side them with, with our human characters. But I just thought that the way that they executed all of that was really well done because, I mean, it's easy to throw, you know, the big bad being uh, an animal of, you know, such fierce and, uh, I guess, strong capabilities of being able to take out people, especially people with guns. Um, it's easy to really side with uh, the, the human element here. But I just think the film does a very good job of being able to do both. Um, and overall, I found that to be quite interesting. Um, and like I said, you can definitely dive in deeper and see that there was um, a bit more um, to the title of the film than just you know the beast um, being the lion. But overall, I just found the film to be quite entertaining. It does fall apart in its third act. 
we get a, a full-blown scene of Idris Elba uh, taking on this line and it's absurd and it looks ridiculous. Um, the fact that he's walking at the end of the film is just absurd. He'd be dead. Um, and, I mean, I can suspend dis, uh, you know, disbelief for, you know, for some of these sequences, but for the most part, the film is grounded. It's quite realistic. Um, our characters make pretty smart moves throughout the entire film, um, considering that they don't really have any jungle knowledge, but they just know that the threat is the line, so let's stay inside until we can work out a way around this. Um, and I thought the film did a really good job of establishing that. There's a lot of, um, you know, setup and payoffs as well in this film. We have um, a lot of those Chekhov gun moments where um, we'll have a moment where uh, one of the daughters, uh, Meredith, is speaking to um, one of the um, people on the reserve and uh, he's explaining how a trank gun works. Uh, he shows her how it's set up and everything and then later in the film they need a trank gun. And it's like, oh, who's going to set this up because it's not an easy contraption. She's like, oh, I know how to do it. Um, I paid attention when old mate was was showing me. Um, so we're able to see all of that. Um, you know, like little things like that. It's something that doesn't really matter in the grand scheme of the script. But I do appreciate when they do spend time to actually set up some of these things because, like I said, it, it's really easy to just say, uh, you know, like, I guess you, these moments are what they are kind of thing. Like you you sort of take liberties in the, in the script with those sorts of things, you know, whether they could just set it up, the gun up and stuff. You know, it, it doesn't save it from being a, a great movie as such, but um, just taking that extra time to explain some of those things, it definitely makes the audience appreciate it a little more because, like I said, it's so easy to just uh, disregard a lot of those things and say, oh, it's just movie logic, but... Like I said, the film does try to really ground itself in that first um, first hour. Um, it's not until the very end of the film where Idris is literally fighting the lion um, does the film sort of fall off the rails and you have to really, really grasp at some straws here um, to, to buy into the whole conflict. But um, Shatlow Copley's character was really interesting. Um, he has a, a bit of a backstory with um, Idris and his family. Uh, Idris's wife has passed away, um, and uh, Shatlow Copley had a had a, um, a relationship, like a friendship, um, with her uh, when she when he was working over in Africa, and she was one of the tribes people. Um, it wasn't until uh, she met Idris and they moved over to the states that they sort of grew apart a little, and Idris grew apart with Martin um, Shatlow Copley's character, and yeah, we we get you know, a bit of a backstory, enough character to, to hold the film together. We get probably a good 10 minutes to show that the daughters don't really like Idris, um, that they're a bit angry at the way that um, things left off with uh, their mum, which is completely understandable. Um, and I found all of that to be really interesting and, and like I said, built up enough where it didn't feel out of place as such, but uh, in a way where I think that it was necessary um, to build up that character because if you didn't have that, then maybe it doesn't play out as well as what it would normally. Um, and like I said, you do need to establish these characters because if you don't, then you just have a run-of-the-mill creature feature. And this film feels a little more than that. Um, it, it feels very similar in vain uh, to 2019's Crawl. And if you remember, um, I quite enjoyed that film as well because it did spend a bit more time developing the characters. We understood the father-daughter relationship in that film 
um, there was a bit of a backstory in terms of um, why she was good in the water. She's a swimmer, you know, like little things like that that sort of elevate it than run-of-the-mill creature feature because there are a lot of creature features out there. Um, the 90s was shocking for it. We had films like uh, Anaconda, um, uh, Lake Placid, you know, th- those type films where um, they're, they're played for cheese and popcorn entertainment where these films are grounded a little more um, and I, I, I would put Beast in that crawl category as well. Both films are meant to be taken a little more seriously. Uh, the film does have some laughs in it, and I think they were intentional laughs. Um, there was a moment where uh, Idris has set off the um, the, the walkie-talkie and the, tig- the lion's aware of his location, so he climbs the tree and he's, like, hanging over the top of it. Um, my partner Jess and I both laughed at that moment, and I feel like you were meant to. I don't think it was meant to be taken overly seriously. Um, and a few moments like that I just found to be quite entertaining and, um, you know, it's a bit of levity in a otherwise dire situation and I just found the film to be, um, yeah, quite quite interesting. I, it, like I said, it just wasn't something I was interested in and I found myself to really enjoy it. Um, this is a shorter review, guys, but I honestly don't have much more to say. I think it's worth seeing on the big screen. The sound's really good. The film looks beautiful, and it's got some really good um, cinematography in it. Uh, I like the longer takes. I thought the performances were quite good. Um, and the sound design as well. The The lines sound awesome. Um, but overall, I just thought it was a thoroughly entertaining film and a film that I wasn't expecting to go and see. So um, that's my recommendation, guys. Um, I, I would... 100% recommend that you go out and check it out. Uh, that brings this review to a close though, guys. So you can check out my other reviews that I've done recently. I did a review of They, Them um, and Nope, uh, two films that I, again, quite enjoyed. I'm um, putting Beast in that category too. Um, I enjoyed quite a few films this year. I haven't found myself to really hate anything other than uh, Me Time, the new uh, Netflix film starring Kevin Hart and Mark Wahlberg. My God, what a what a fucking train wreck that film was. Um, would not recommend wasting your time there. It's not funny bad. It's just plain bad and boring. Um, so definitely don't waste your time with that one. Uh, but yeah, guys, uh, you can check out my socials uh, at OzMovieGeek on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Uh, quite active on Instagram and Facebook. Twitter, not so much. But you can follow my other personal handle uh, at uh, Chris Paddo uh, 1996. Uh, that's Chris Paddo 1996. So, yeah, you can check out my Twitter there. I am active and I'll do out of cinema um, reactions to films. I normally do um, just a post and I'm looking to get into videos there too, which will be fun. Um, but, yeah, that's, that's me, guys. Um, so, yeah, until next time, peace out.